at home by yourself tonight, AK? That's my usual protocol on a Tuesday night, Mr. Koliakovo. That is Coco. I am AK. We are back here. It's the fourth hour first up. Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Quintessential Valentine's Day music. This little this special chorus day. part is when you're cutting through your piece of meat. You put it on your fork, you're about to eat it, and you're like, oh, would you like to try a piece? <laughs> I, I suppose. But, man, it's just, it really is hard to speak over this magnificent song. Shout out to Seal. And shout out to Kiss from a Rose. And shout out to our producer, Cheese, who's done a magnificent job here. And he does every day. But in this segment in particular, I mean, this guy has conjured up some fantastic debates for a segment we're going to call Crush or flush a valentine's day themed segment where cheese will read out a hypothetical text message from one party to another with us coco answering whether or not they are crushing over the text or flushing that text if they receive it me usually my texts go flush what about blushing or blushing Ooh, crushing, like flushing, or blushing. Yes. I guess it's kind of the same as crushing. Crushing and blushing, similar. But we'll figure it out as we, uh, right. as we enter this segment with... Are we going to play the music first, music Chrissy? Back? Let's go. Chrissy, let's go. we got some music too. Yeah, That's another great song. Another great song. Wow. Did you come up with this song? I did not. All oh, Chrissy. Chrissy, look at you. This guys is what. Say. So Chrissy's going to be at home tonight. Chipotle, World of War, <laughs> World of Warcraft, just having himself a time. No, no, he plays Madden. Not play this. World, keep not this World song of, going. Not in the World background. of Warcraft. He yes. doesn't play it. Give me some. Beats. All right, cheese. What is the first text message you want to go with? Text number one is Taylor Swift to Aaron oh, Carolla. Hey. Hey, AK, you're looking good. Tyler from Etobicoke wasn't lying when he said you've been crushing the gym. (laughs) I've been a real secret admirer of yours for years, and I wanted to say something sooner, but I have a no gambling policy with my partners. Do you think you could stop being a degenerate for me? Ooh. Are you crushing Tay-tay. over that text or flushing that text? Tay-tay okay, asking you to stop being a de- I, I'm crushing over that text and I'm blushing and here's why. You start dating Taylor Swift and the part of the reason I gamble is because I make money from gambling. I'm really uh-huh. good at it. I don't need to make any more. You know how much money she has? <laughs> I'm like, hey, Tay, can I get 20 mil? She's like, you want it in a check? You want it in cash? No problem. So I'm crushing here's, over it and also... I roll into any party at any point in time. Taylor Swift's there with me, and the star of the show. That's important to me. See, here's my <laughs> advice to you. You flush this text. Really? Because after two or three days of those rules, you'd want to probably... Yeah, she's like, Aaron, what are you doing on your phone? Yeah. I'm like, uh, she's like, is that the FanDuel app? I'm like, yeah. no, 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 that's not. You're going to get just... sick of it real quick, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I gave up gambling for this. Giving up gambling would be very challenging for me. I, I really enjoy it, and... There has to be a compromise. I'm good at it, too, so... Compromise. Yeah. Maybe Monday to Friday, the no gambling. The compromise is that he's with Taylor Swift. Mm. Yeah, but dude, <laughs> like, it just gets old after a couple days, man. You need what? something to keep yourself entertained. What could I do to fill the void in ga- that's gambling? Almost, that's almost that's almost. Taylor's like on the road. She's like, like working. If you're Taylor, you don't want him like, like just obsessing over her and just like 
like smothering her nonstop. Gambling keeps him like occupied. Other than when he's done with that, then when when they spend yeah, their it's a good point. Time it's like Aaron, why are you watching an Indiana Pacers game? Like, well, Taylor, I have over fourteen and a half points for Buddy Heald tonight. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> hey Tay Tay, why are you writing new songs? You have a bunch of them already. Wow, because I need Aaron. to support you, Aaron, and yes. your degenerate gambling habits. <laughs> that would be her answer. Great start, cheese. What's next? Number two, Gary Bettman texts Carlo Koliakovo. Oh, <laughs> Greetings, Carlo. <Flushed. laughs> I'm sure you weren't expecting a text from me, so I'll make this quick. I know we've had our differences in the past, but I think we should put them aside for the betterment of the NHL. We can't remove the salary cap entirely, but we can compromise on a soft cap oh, style system. Oh, yes. My lawyers Gary, will be in touch. Yes. I'm crushing over that. That would be the best Valentine's Day gift ever, Gary. Please do it for me and do it for the fans of the NHL. Yes, crushing. Wow, and blushing. That. Crushing and blushing. Blushing for sure. Text from Gary. Yes. You ever get a text from Gary Bettman before? Never. Me neither. Never. Well, I've why, had a phone he, call with Bill Daly, but... Really? I like Bill. Yeah. Good man. Good man. We're yeah, fans I've been Bill. in the same room as those two guys. With uh, the CBA negotiations. And, like, I remember, like, so the first meeting was, okay, we were there presenting all the changes and ideas that we thought, you know, the players could benefit from. And they sat there, they listened, and everything seemed, like, very receptive. So we take an hour-long break, we go for lunch, they come back. And literally, Gary sits down. He says, well, guys, thank you for the time today, but we're going to say no to everything. And I just felt like getting up off my seat, reaching over the table, and just punching him straight in the face and saying, you idiot. God, you just got a face. You just want to punch. Uh, by the way, check out my, the, if you know my, my Twitter background yes. picture with Gary Bettman, yeah, yes. it's one of my claims to fame. Yes. I remember, uh, well, that's one but of But I guess that's too. how CBA negotiation, negotiations yeah, go, because a couple days later, they agreed to some of the things we proposed. Good point. Uh, a couple texts coming in. Replace gambling with golf, you idiot. I am so obsessed with golf, as is. And newsflash, when you play golf, what do you do when you're playing golf? You're away. Well, and you're gambling the whole time, too. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that gambling, you can still do it in the presence of her being around. True. Golf, uh, it's like, yes. okay, you're going to be away for six, seven hours of the day. she going to be okay with that? A text from Rocco, a.k.a. I have an aunt. <laughs> I have an aunt that's 87 years young, a little short in the teeth department, but on the flip side is $8 million in the bank. Let me know if you're interested. Wow. Rocco. Now we're yes. talking. Rocco. There you Continue go. Texting. Get in there. Get on the yes. the, the, the will. It's Take like a, it's like a reverse Robert Kraft situation. Pretty much. Yes. We Pretty could explore much. that possibility, Rocco. Thank or you. Or Hugh it. Hefner. Wasn't yes. it Hugh Hefner? Oh, Hugh Hefner had uh, many of the, uh, the bunnies. Yeah. Yes. No doubt. All right, Cheese. What's next? Aaron Rodgers texts the Green Bay Packers. Hey, Green Bay, hope your inner spirit is at peace right now. I know I've been waffling on commitment to us, but I hope you know that's because I was in a dark place. I mean, a really, really dark place. How else could you describe dating someone named Blue of Earth? Anyways, I just want you to know that my ayahuasca therapy has revealed to me the truth, and that truth is that we are better together. I think the Green Bay Packers will be crushing on that. Text message received from Aaron Rodgers. And I just think it's the natural course oh, of action. Sound effect. What was that sound effect? Play that again. <laughs> when you receive a text. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> this Guys, the production value in this segment. This is something special here. This might go down in the TSN 1050 yes. Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think the Green Bay Packers acknowledge 
reality here. Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback he once was even a year ago where he won the MVP. It wasn't long ago when Aaron Rodgers won the MVP, but he clearly took a step back last year. I think the Green Bay Packers are going to recalibrate. Whether they go with Jordan Love, maybe they bring in somebody else externally, but they can get multiple first-round picks for a 40-year-old quarterback in the NFC. I think that makes a lot of sense because the reality is, even without Aaron Rodgers, let's say they signed Jimmy Garoppolo. Could Green Bay be a playoff team next year? Why not? I mean, maybe a fringe playoff team wouldn't yeah. stun anyone. They didn't make the playoffs this year. So they, they choked and lost to Detroit in the final game of the season at home. So I think Green Bay would be very receptive to that text from Rodgers. Yeah, I think I'm in with you on this one. They'll, they'll be crushing over it, maybe even blushing over that text, because let's be honest, after everything that transpired last offseason, this is clearly a relationship that has been built on legacy. And... If you're Green Bay, you want the legacy of Aaron Rodgers to start and finish as a member of the Green Bay Packers. And let's be honest, too. If he comes back, they don't have a quarterback issue, and they can be a legitimate playoff team with him at the home, even though it's crazy to think that they weren't a playoff team with him this year. But now you're thinking about moving on with another quarterback. There's so much uncertainty when that happens. No, Really no guarantee, but... I think they should be crushing over that that text from Aaron Rodgers just because the legacy of what he represents being a Green Bay Packer. And let's be honest, there's only been two quarterbacks in Green Bay Packer history over the last, what, four decades? Pretty much. Favre and Rodgers. Right? So, and Matt Flynn, the final game of the season against Seattle. <laughs> yeah. He had a big game. I just got a text from Taylor Swift. She says, I can gamble as much as I want. So there you go, Tay Tay. No worries. no worries on that She'll front. She'll be making a song about yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. I love yes. that. Stop gambling, you degenerate. <laughs> Hopefully she can come up with something better than that. Why did I just do that? That was really stupid. Hey, no, delete it's that, not gambling when you win. That's right. Zach Alvinaka said that in The Hangover. Cheese, we got time for one more. Kyrie Irving texts the Dallas Mavericks. Hey, Dallas, I wanted to thank you for welcoming me the other night. I had a really great time scoring 24 points in my debut for the Mavs. Listen, I know you've heard a lot of bad things about me, but I really think I can be the missing piece for you. I'm ready to settle down and secure my future. Can we play the toilet? There we go. I'd be flushing that text so fast. So fast if I'm the Dallas Mavericks. Look, they made a big commitment to bring him in. And yeah, the commitment is, okay, come in, see what you can do, see how this team can excel, maybe potentially go as far as they did last year or further. But there's no way from the Dallas Mavericks I'm even anywhere close to committing to this guy beyond this season. Kyrie had a hell of a fourth quarter yesterday. Was he 24 points in the fourth quarter? They still lost to Minnesota. Well, I mean, I do. That's a pretty cool story. 24 points in a quarter? I mean, that's pretty impressive. A Kyrie Irving decision based on one moment or one no, game? No, no, no. Of course cannot. not. Of course, I'm not suggesting that other. But I don't know if I'm if I'm Dallas, I'm entertaining it. If he's a good fit, and I mean, that's what I said. If he's a good fit, yeah. right now, if they receive a text message, you they take Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is recommendation. You take your deuce. You don't. You don't sit there and look at it. <laughs> You flush it. That's right. Move on. That's right. We're going to flush it and move on. Flush it and move on. Well said, Jalen Hurts. Unbelievable work by our technical team here. I mean, Cheese always does great work. Chrissy, fantastic stuff. The sound effects, the music, the questions, magnificent stuff. Maybe we'll see if we can fit in a couple more before the end of today's program. But coming up next, Kate Burness. The host of the Raptors on TSN. Can we play this game with her? That's actually probably a pretty good yeah. idea. Also, it's CFL Free Agency Day. Hopefully, Kate has some hot takes. <laughs> that's, uh, that's really hurtful, Chrissy. 
That's right. <laughs> that's well done. You know, that's you know, pretty important property for our company, Chris. You'll be hearing from TSN executives a little bit later. Okay, Burnett's next. Is this uh, a song appropriate for AK's relationship with the CFL? <laughs> still the one. He's Who needs still, the NFL? We've got still, CFL free agency. It's still the one he loves. It's true. I do love the CFL. <laughs> And I always love welcoming in our next guest, one of my favorites. She knows it. Everyone who listens knows it. Kate Burness from the CFL on TSN, Raptors on TSN. It's the Raps and the Magic tonight. Not a TSN game, so I don't know what Kate Burness is up to on Valentine's Day, yeah. but you're still the one, Kate. What's going on? First of all, I love the Shania intro. Second of all, I'm already into the mimosas because I'm not working. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's 9-18, Kate. Come on. Well, hey, look, it's all-star break for this gal, so I don't really care. Are you uh, somewhere right now, or are you still in the city? Uh, I'm still in the city uh, okay. right now. I am on my way to New York City. Oh, good for you. Awesome. I just, I just got back last night from my va- week vacation, and... It's been a tough adjustment. Not <laughs> He's lie. a little down. He yeah. keeps looking at the jackets that we're wearing. He was in Florida. He's like, what are these things? Yeah. What are these devices? Um, did you get to golf, Carlo? Four days in a row. Oh, yes, guys. It was incredible. And then I can't believe I got to wait another, what, two yeah. months before I can well, do and then, and then Carlo rolls into the studio, sees him, stares at my smiling face, Kate. That's how you spend yeah. a Valentine's Day morning. Let me ask you this, Kate. Nice. From, a, nice. uh, from a woman's perspective, what is the bare minimum? that uh, a partner should be getting someone? Is it flowers and chocolates and champagne? Like, what is the bare minimum that you would be expecting on a day like today? I honestly, you're asking the wrong woman. (laughs) 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 Um, I'm like, I'm actually not a a gift person. I'm like, no, and I'm like, here's my thing. I'll take an experience over a gift any day. I'll take an amazing meal a great bottle of wine. Uh, I the thing is too. I think we're like really fortunate. Like I think a lot of us live a really really nice life, mm-hmm. and that's great. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm definitely the wrong person to ask. I'll take a full blown trip to Europe though. So that's yeah, so that's a good. That's like, that's pretty I, good. If, yes. if I am gonna ask for something, it's gonna be a lot bigger. So yeah. uh, I see I save mine up for the years. But honestly, I'm past uh, even like the birthday gifts and stuff like that. And I, like, I don't know about you guys. I'm so busy too. I just want to see my family. Like, I just want to see people I love. In Amen. The I know it's cliche, but uh, that's, that's all I want in life. Amen, now. Kate. Me and my wife yeah. uh, have an agreement that on, on holidays like this, we don't buy each other anything. Just Perfect. make sure we're, we're spending time with each other. Cause it's overrated. Like every, every day has to give you, give you a reason to buy something for the person. It's like, it's nonsense. No, I mean I would take a Rolex too, but that's. A <laughs> I agree. I like I like Rolexes. <laughs> well, Kate, I want to get your reaction because I was away last week. I wasn't really, you know, in the midst of it, but I had bigger expectations for the Raptors going into the deadline, and then when I saw them make the trade for Pirtle, I was like. Oh, okay. So this mean the Raptors are sellers, but then there was still a day left, and there was still a lot. Or sorry, where are they, does this mean the Raptors are buyers with a day left until the trade deadline? And then there was still speculation that they were probably going to move guys, and then the trade deadline comes and goes, and they stand pat. And I'm like, well, this sucked. This doesn't really excite me anymore. <laughs> How do you feel about all this? Yeah, first of all, I'm not surprised. I mean, I think the thing is too. We started mentioning this on the broadcast like two weeks before. 
It's like all this prediction that's constantly in the media, first of all, is never correct because when has Masai ever done anything that the media told you he was going to do? And, and even like the reports, oh, everybody's waiting on the Raptors. Really? Are they? I'm sorry. They've never really done anything at the trade deadline. Like, why? Mm-hmm. I think... Um, are, am yeah, but I does, doesn't disapp- that thing that disappoint no. you in a year oh, yeah, that there yeah, was yeah, a potential yeah, chance yeah, for them to yeah, be for sure. one of the busy teams? Yeah, they didn't yeah. do anything. Here's the thing, too, because don't, we don't know the inner workings. First of all, if for some reason you were offered three first-round picks for OG Ananobi, and I think we all know how much I adore OG Ananobi, that was a myth. That was a huge, uh, that to me, to me is like a, that's, you, you got to take that. And the other one that I don't really understand is uh, Gary Trent. Because obviously, you know, having the option to leave and, and even from a Fred situation, if there was something on the table for Fred. And because now you're in a position to, and, and that's fine. If they believe that this team that we have watched all season long has the potential to roll a couple rounds into the playoffs, awesome. I've got to tell you, this team has never proven anything to me all season long that they are beyond a play-in team. So, okay, so you go to the play-in now, and now you're going to go to the, let's say they even win the play-in, and then you're either going to phase the Bucks, the Celtics, or the 76ers in the first round, and, like, maximum five games, in my opinion, there. So then you end up with kind of one of those later, like, you know, you know maybe not even a top-10 draft pick. None of that makes sense to me at all. Mm. So... But here's the thing. Prove, like, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong yeah. that you still believe that this core of players, and I think if you watched Masai's presser after the deadline, he used the word selfish a lot, which I found really interesting. He was basically you know, saying that guys were playing for themselves and that you know, he had been had obviously a lot of pressure on him to bring in a true center. He did that with Yak. And I will say something, too. Watching Yak on Sunday against uh, Detroit – it changes the dynamic. It's um, to have a passer like that, to have a guy inside. It reminds me very much of when Marc Gasol got into the mix. And that's nothing against Jonas Valanciunas. But all of a sudden, you have that option inside. It's an extra pass. It's an extra look. It's an extra guy on the boards. It just it automatically made a difference. But you also beat the Detroit Pistons, who are one of the worst teams in the league, by one single point. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't think there's enough. I think what I told you is play-in, first-round exit. Bad draft pick. You lose Gary Trent in the summer. I I see it going that way, but prove me differently. Kate Burness is our guest from the Raptors on TSN, and I, I think when you look at what the Raptors have done in the two games following the deadline, the loss to Utah, which was a very difficult show. Oh, I mean, difficult. Brutal loss. <laughs> it was a brutal loss. They blew a huge lead in the fourth quarter. I basically didn't do anything in the fourth quarter, and they lose to a bad team in Utah at home. That's inexcusable. And they snuck out the win against Detroit. But what has been encouraging, Kate, is their defense with Pirtle on the floor as opposed to without him. And we know the struggles, the interior defense, other teams just eating up the Raptors night after night. With Pirtle, and I know it's only been like, what, 38 minutes of him on the floor, but, I mean, their defensive rating is amongst the best in the NBA. How much can we draw from that considering their recent opposition? Yeah, and well, that's the problem, too. you got to look at this opposition, right? And even before, like on the West Coast road trip, where I think we could all agree that was a total success being ending up about 4-3. and three. And I think, honestly, though, I think the problem is, though, give me, give me a true team. Give me a – you were beating – even on that road trip, okay, so you beat a team like Memphis without John Morant, right? Uh, and Dylan Brooks and Steven Adams. You're not playing. Even if you're playing one of these higher-seeded teams right now, the Stars aren't even playing against the Raptors. So I have a really hard time deciphering like what they're doing, you know, against these 
bottom feeder teams and then bigger teams that are missing their stars. So I, I don't know. And the problem, I mean, the good, I guess the good part is overall, too, from a seeding perspective, there's, look at their schedule coming up. Like, it's a fluff schedule yeah. here. I mean, they get Orlando tonight, who's coming off of a, they won, I think, against the Bulls last night. Um, you know, you get them, you get Orlando again after the break, you get Indiana after the break. Like, you have all these, all these winnable games. As I said, I just want to see them, though, against, like, put them against the top five team in the East right now. And the West is even better than the East now after the trade deadline. So, I, I don't know. I just, um, as I said, maybe I'm going to get OG back into the mix and, uh, and, and see what happens. Kate, the CFL's free agency period opens at noon today. Is there, like, a special in-studio, like you and Davis and Dunnigan oh, and, yeah. uh, and, and Milt Steagle? Is there anything going on today that I should be aware yeah. of? Hey Kate, what did I tell you? I am on All Star break. Mm. I, you know. So does that mean I could? Does that mean I could host this potential panel today? Oh my! You think Davis Sanchez is coming into work today? Like, he loves the CFL, of course, he, and he loves is he CSN. Even back from Arizona? Yeah. yeah uh, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, who really knows where the man is? Um, you know what? Though I, I will tell you this: the CFL right now, and I know the NBA. The NBA, in my opinion, is the best drama. But if you're a CFL fan, like I was just reading Gino Lewis's goodbye to Montreal and, you know, seeing what's going on with the Alouettes organization, I'm like, wow, this is very entertaining Not today. Good. So. Well, you saw the, yeah. the breaking news this morning that the CFL is taking control I know. of the Montreal Alouettes. That's not now, good news. All, that's not well, good news. Well, that's, no, that's never good news. You never, can't Amar Dolman just buy every team? I like that. Like, or, how about like this, Kate? This idea. Carlo, myself, you, maybe okay. a triumvirate yeah. of Montreal Ooh. Alouettes ownership? Oh, I have six thousand dollars. What do you guys got? Cole <laughs> Agmo's got more than that. Yeah, this is how I feel about that. <laughs> oh no, I, I think he was trying. Carlo was trying to throw it. Okay, I can empty out my FanDuel account and I can okay. get close to six thousand dollars as well. Carlo, will you front okay. the rest? I will not. Come on, oh, Carlo. He doesn't want to. He doesn't. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to own the Montreal to buy a place in Florida. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I will. I'll tell you this though. The one thing I do like is like at least if the league's taking it over, the hope is that it's a transition to ownership because you just you can't have this situation anymore. Like it's just it's just a horrible situation. So that's that's the hope. But yeah, they need they need some help there for sure. They do. They can't match mm-hmm. the Argos. They're just like the owners are like, ah, you know what? We can't hang with the Argos anymore. The Argos are too yeah. good. It's time to liquidate our assets. That's what I think what happened. Kate, just to pivot back to the NBA here, how do you feel about LeBron James's week where he breaks Kareem Abdul's Jabbar's record, then he he throws a party and he invites goats to it, like real <laughs> In, life goats. Invites goats. <laughs> then he doesn't play at all, and then you find him at the Super Bowl. You know, being booed and this, you know, he this team, his team played last night. He didn't play again. Like, what what type of perception does that give you about LeBron James? I mean, it's a tough question because I think (laughs) I that's a really tough question. Um, I don't love it to be quite honest. Um, Look, I'm. I think this is a more overall of the NBA these days compared to because, like, I'm a Jordan fan. And I will tell you why I think Jordan is the greatest of all time. I'm with you. Over. I'm with you. Like, here's the thing. Old school, back in the day, guys didn't miss games. Like, no. you know, his, his thing was like, you know, people paid money for these tickets. You know, and, that's, and I think it's incredible what LeBron has done, too. And you look at LeBron, I think the thing, too, that, that's always a missing piece to him is he's 38 years old. I was born the same year as LeBron James, and I think to myself, oh, my God, to play professional sports at this level since you were 18, like, that's two decades in the league, which no one else really did either, right? 
So that's incredible. You do have to take care of your body. You're going to have to miss games. But to go on like a week-long celebration in season after you break that record, I would have given him a game. I would have given him a game. Like I would have been like, okay, you know, you have one game off. Obviously, you had the greatest party and understandably so. I honestly would have even just waited till the end of the season. But again, I'm not LeBron James, so I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't know. Look, it's uh, it's a weird thing in the association these days. I don't like the sitting. I don't like the. You know, and that's what thing about the Raptors. He needs like, him to make the playoffs and desperately. Guy, like I know, I know, going I know. on a just a cruise like everywhere across yeah. the bringing the goats, bringing the goats like, to a party. That's you know, so it, lame. Like, isn't it the way though? Like these days, like it's just it's changed so much. Like it's and that's the thing where I struggle very much sometimes with. Like I love covering women's sports. I love covering like the Raptors and stuff too, but. It's the prima donna side that I'm just like I'm out. Like I, just, I, I, I can't do it anymore. I just so Amen, I don't know. Kate. Yeah, Amen. bring a WNBA team to Toronto. I'm glad it's coming. That. I'm glad you yeah. answered that uh, tough question the yes. way I would. Well, so, Kate's one of the you. best in the business. Have a fantastic trip to NYC. Happy Valentine's Day, and look forward to chatting with you again. Soon. Happy Valentine's Day, gentlemen. <laughs> Go get your ladies some Rolexes. Yes. Koliakimo, <laughs> maybe. Me, not so much. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you, Bye, Kate. Kate. Bye, Kate. Uh, that's Kate Burness from the Raptors on TSN, CFL on TSN. I imagine there's some kind of coverage on TSN.ca, CFL free agency. I'll be tweeting out my thoughts at Aaron underscore <laughs> all day long. Come on, Chrissy. Oh, he doesn't have the flush. I thought he would have that again. Uh, can we play that once more? Can we play it quickly? That whole... That whole Saga towards the end of the segment prior to Kate. Go ahead. Also, it's CFL Free Agency Day. Hopefully, Kate has some hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's really her. Yeah, that was that was. That was uh, where did you clip that toilet flush? Yeah. Was that something no, you recorded from your phone? Yeah, he went to the bathroom and wow, did it himself. That's legit flush. That's where right it was. There. Yeah, very very loud. Dan. <laughs> Dan Rosen from NHL.com, their senior writer. He'll join us next. The latest on Carlson, Chikrin, Timo Meyer, and it's the Leafs and the Blackhawks tomorrow night. You're listening to the fourth hour. First up, TSN 1050. A little Ed Sheeran as the fourth hour of first up continues here on TSN 1050. Just outstanding work from 20 Fingers all morning. It's the Valentine's Day edition of first up. I just walked outside, Carlo. Gorgeous day. Is it? Gorgeous. So our boss, Stephanie Apolito, walking in. It's a oh, yeah. fantastic uh, day outside so here in Toronto. Is supposed to make me feel better for being home? Yeah, I think tomorrow's like 14 degrees. But what it also means is that spring is inching closer, meaning the NHL trade deadline inching closer, and the Stanley Cup playoffs. A man who knows that very well is our next guest on the line. He is Dan Rosen, senior writer for NHL.com. Host of the Rink Podcast. What's going on, Dan? Ah, uh, nothing much. I'm glad you got you brought me in with a ballad. That's very nice of you guys. <laughs> uh, it soothes the way in for the morning, right? I, yeah, I love it. Man. I love it. Special Valentine's Day theme here this morning. <laughs> so, Dan, good. Yeah. Let's talk about. I mean, there's so many rumors swirling in the NHL right now. Let's talk with the one that I think could actually have the biggest impact on the results of this season, and that's Eric Carlson. Like, I think Timo Meyer's great. I think Chickering's great. And Ryan O'Reilly, Patrick Kane. But Eric Carlson is a game-breaker, one of the best players in the NHL this year, without a doubt. If he was to find his way to Edmonton, and there's a lot of different things that would need to happen, pieces that would need to be exchanged, how much do you think that alters the trajectory of the Oilers and their chances to win a Stanley Cup this season? 
Well, uh, tremendously, because I actually like the direction of the Oilers right now. Uh, I mean, I, I think that they're not all there. Um, they certainly could. I mean, who doesn't need an Eric Carlson in their back end right now with the way he's playing? And uh, don't love the fact that they lose 6-2 to two to the Montreal Canadiens the other night, but do like the way that they're playing. I think they're getting a little bit more depth. Scoring, it, it, it still very much is the dry sidle McDavid show, and, it, and it's going to be for as long as those two guys are there. Um, in, in the same way, it's been the Crosby-Malkin show for Pittsburgh for years, but they've had Latin, and the Oilers don't. And Carlson obviously would be that, and I think it would be it, it would be a ter- obvious terrific addition. I think that they are a team that should finish first in the division. I think that they're a very dangerous team in the playoffs if they can get saves. And when you get a guy like, if you're able to get a guy like Carlson, that 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 just increases your odds so much because you bring so much to your so much offense from your back end that they're really just not currently getting right now on a consistent basis. Yes, you see some production there from Tyson Barry and Darnell Nurse, and, but but not a lot of goal scoring, not a lot of a threat either of goal scoring either. Uh, so that, that you know, or, or playmaking necessarily. So I think Carlson would be a huge addition there. But I mean, I just, again, like this, is, you're talking about a massive trade mid-season for mm-hmm. a guy who's got four years left on his deal. Like, I, I don't See how this happens. I really don't. Timo Meyer makes more sense to be moved for the Sharks because he's the RFA at the end of the season, right? I mean, he's got that monster number that you're going to have to qualify him at. Nobody's going to want to do that. It's going to make more sense for them to trade him and have team or sign and trade, however it works. The Carlson deal, I mean, you're talking about a 30-something-year-old guy who's having a huge season a bounce back season, but four years on a huge number left. And is it just a blip that he's having a bounce back? I mean, can he do this for two or three more seasons to really where it's worth it for you? It's a lot of questions that need to be answered there in a short period of time during a competitive time. And that's why I think that it just makes more sense for an off season move than anything else. And you can imagine the the mid season reaction or the mid season spark that that could do for the Edmonton Oilers, who since getting Kane back have taken their game to another level. I mean, minus the blip in Montreal the other night, but maybe it's a, the Super Bowl look ahead for uh, the Oilers or whatever teams played on that day. But just look at the trades so far we've seen: Bo Horvat goes to the Islanders. That's created a spark with that group. I mean, there was no bigger spark created on the weekend than. The impact yeah. that Tarasenko had on the New York Rangers. First game, three minutes in, scores, just lights up the, the team, lights up Panarin, who followed that up with a four-goal performance. I guess my question to you is how surprised or what was your reaction when you saw the Tarasenko deal go down in New York? Wasn't surprised. Um, Chris Drury is a forward thinker, and I had a feeling he would try to get ahead of the deadline. He saw Lou Lamarillo do it. That's right in the market. Uh, Lou, Lou gets ahead of the deadline with Bo Horvat. There's a competitive nature there. I wasn't surprised at all that, that the Rangers decided that it was time to get ahead of it, too. Uh, and honestly, if you look at the price that they paid to get that, from the Rangers' perspective, it's an absolute no-brainer. Right. right? I, I, simply a, a no-brainer. They already have another first-round pick. So if you're so worried about a first-round pick, like this is what I don't understand sometimes, right? Teams are in it to win right now. And they're so worried, oh, I can't give up a first-round pick. It's just a number. That's right. all it is. Exactly. It's a, number. It's a player. You when you really think you're about getting. it, it's just a player. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
you you don't know who you're getting, and, and that to me is something like uh, that's fine. You if you especially if you have another one there, and they're giving up the later of the two that they have, so that's even better for them. You know, like essentially the way I look at it. They gave up a first-round pick and a third-round pick to get Vladimir Tarasenko to come in and light up their team for a little bit. They need a top. They needed a top six right wing in the worst way. They needed to re- reconfigure their first power play unit uh, to to change things up, get a lefty in there, move some pieces around. It's becoming far too predictable for the for teams. They knew what was coming at them. Now it's not so predictable. Now they got balanced units. Now they got a top six right wing. Gave up nothing off their roster that was of value to them. No offense to Sammy Blay, but he wasn't of value to them. Mm-hmm. From the Blues' perspective, they got the first-round pick that they wanted for Tarasenko, and they ended up with a third-round pick, too. When that becomes a third-round pick, that trade. And okay, they get Sammy Blay back in the trade, too, but they knew they were going to get a first-round pick for Tarasenko. That's what they got. Why, wouldn't, why would you hesitate for that move? Risk this guy getting hurt, not getting anything. Make the move now. The Rangers get ahead of it. The Blues get what they want. It makes so much sense. But from the Rangers' perspective, it was an absolute – somebody asked me about it when they made the move, and I melded all kinds of sports. I was like, it's a slam-dunk, touchdown, home run, one-timer <laughs> at the back of the net. I mean, nice. it, it made perfect sense. I agree. It was an ace, indeed. Nice. Dan Rosen yeah, from – hole. <laughs> uh, senior writer for NHL.com, host of NHL The Rink Podcast, with us here on First Stop. What do you make of the Leafs, Dan? I mean, their approach, and you talked about – first-round picks and how they can be fleeting and they can be tantalizing but not necessarily pay off for you in the long run. And we heard from the Maple Leafs general manager, Kyle Dubas, last week saying he's not exactly keen on moving his first-round pick or his top prospects, except in the instance in which someone who was on more of a longer-term deal past this season was involved. What type of moves do you expect the Leafs to make ahead of March the 3rd? Does that make any sense from Kyle Dubas's perspective? Oh, I think I think you also I mean, need to factor in Danny. He could be just lying, right? It could be a smoke screen, and well, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. So I mean, that's <laughs> there. There's some posturing here for sure. There is. I get that. They have to win now. I mean, it's like there, there's no tomorrow right now for the Toronto Maple Leafs. How many guys are UFAs at the end of the season, right? Including Kyle Dubas. Okay, so they have to win right now. This team needs to 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 add pieces that will benefit them in the short term long term that might be somebody else's problem okay and, and it, it it will be it very well could be somebody else's problem if they don't get out of the first round this season and this is the time to do it right i mean you have to be able to do it i actually think their goaltending has been held up right for the most part their defense has held up uh and we know that when they go into a playoff series more than likely, at least in the top six, they're going to have an advantage in high-end skill fold, right? They have to win now. They have to make a move. They have to add depth, defense, whatever it might be to improve the roster right now. You know who you're playing. You're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. Everybody knows that. That's an advantage for both the Leafs and the Lightning because they can gear their deadline and whatever they want to do to matching up against that team. I know they'll tell you that they don't do that. You can't worry about No, you have to worry about that, especially if you're Toronto. That's the team you're going to face. That's the team you've got to beat. You get past that team. If the Toronto Maple Leafs can get past the Tampa Bay Lightning, look out. I think they can go on a massive run. I really do. I think that's the thing, getting over that hump. But you got to add, like, what does a first-round pick do for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now? Nothing. I understand they don't have a second-round pick either this year. So what? 
You have to win right now. Couldn't agree more, Dan. Couldn't agree more. That's why I've said, like, you know, the window you got to think right now is with two years with this group because you don't know what the group is going to look like. You could yeah. you could probably hope the group's going to look the same, but you just don't know. I mean, things change every year, and we'll see what their approach is. Hopefully it's, um, you know... Uh, an aggressive one. An aggressive yeah, one. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Absolutely. Um, speaking of approach... What do you think the Chicago Blackhawks ultimately end up doing with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze? Well, I think if it's up to the Blackhawks, um, they they move them both. It makes it, put all emotional ties aside. Make this a strictly business move. Make zero sense for them to keep them. You know, they get nothing by keeping them. They're not going anywhere this season, and both could be leaving at the end of the season. So why? You know, doesn't make any sense to keep them. And I kind of laugh at this notion that, well, you know, Kane and Taves haven't told the Blackhawks to trade them. To me, it's the other way around. To me, it's Kyle Davidson has to find a trade and then go to those two guys and be like, here's what I got. Mm-hmm. Would you approve it or not? It's not a matter of Patrick Kane walking into Kyle Davidson's office and saying, yes, you're allowed to trade me. No, it's, hey, I got this trade with the Carolina Hurricanes. Would you be willing to go to Carolina? Here's what we can get back. Here's what you get. Here's who you can play with, all that stuff. All right, now Patrick Kane's got a decision to make. That's what a no-trade clause or no-move clause does for you, right? So I think that's where they're going to go, but it makes no sense for them to move them. I think that you do have to work with Kane and Taves to say, like, okay, where are you going to go? Because I'm not going to try to organize a trade with a team that you have zero interest in going to. I'm going to work within the parameters that you give me, and I get that, but give me the parameters, and I'm going to work with that, and if you approve it, we're good to go. It doesn't make any sense to keep them. You get what you can get for them at this point, in my opinion. I think they're both valuable guys. Kane, the hip issue might be a concern. Um, they're both very valuable, though, for a short-term run here. And it's, I think Taves actually might be more valuable, to be honest with you, because he, he's a center. He can win these own draws. He can play on the PK. He can do a lot of different things. Uh, a team acquiring Patrick uh, Jonathan Taves more than likely is going to have a true number one center. They're going to need a guy who can do a couple of things to relieve the pressure on that number one center. Um, whereas a team acquiring Kane probably has some scoring all over the lineup and just looking at. Uh, but I think you absolutely have to trade them. Do your everything possible to trade them if you're the Chicago Blackhawks, and then put statues up next to you know at the United Center when they retire. Yeah, like the Dustin Brown statue. That was a pretty cool one, honestly. Like <laughs> nice. holding yeah. the cop and yeah, and, you I know, love it. I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was cool. And I'm and guaranteed Taves and Kane will have uh, similar ones uh, going up in Chicago. Dan. Fantastic to catch up with you. It was great to have you on the show. Thank you for the first time. We got to do it again soon. Yeah. Appreciate it. Definitely. Anytime, guys. Right. Dan now. Rosen, senior writer for NHL.com. Very opinionated. Great speaker. Yeah. Big fan of Dan Taze Rosen. Taze is more, more of an asset. More, more valuable. More valuable than, Kane? than Kane. Well, it's like if, if Kane's healthy, he's a more valuable player. Yeah. Because Kane's one of the most. How about Kane's comments when the single deal went down? Yeah, he was heartbroken. Eh? He didn't like yeah. that. He didn't like that. Man, listen, it's you snooze, you lose. Patrick Kane could have come out two months ago and said, I want to get traded well, ASAP. I, look, I'll be honest with you, and I don't think this is newsworthy, but based on people that I've talked to, if Patrick Kane was to accept a trade somewhere, the two teams I thought that I've been told are on his list are the New York Rangers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh! Ho, ho, ho. Cut I, that clip. They'll be I, using it on I don't, lunch. I don't know if... The Toronto Maple Leafs even fit the the well, and 
the the, the problem with the Leafs, the ten and a half million dollars, you have to do the double okay, salary so retention. Okay, Patrick comes to you. If you're Kyle Dubas and Patrick Kane comes to you and says, I want to get traded mm-hmm. to Toronto Maple Leafs, because now the Rangers are out of it. Yeah. And if, if those were the only two teams that he would think about playing for, if you're the Maple Leafs, do you say yes to that deal? I don't. I, can't, I don't see it either because he hasn't played well this year. That's right. just This guy gets every opportunity, every power play. Too, like, I was like, who do you take off the power play well, and if you bring the in thing, Kane? Like, doesn't, I, the thing doesn't make is, sense. The way I look at it is like... You're bringing in another one of the same players you already have. Which is a, a good thing. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to downplay Patrick Kane. I just think that you bring in a guy like that, like he's an alpha, right? He you was. Bring, you bring in an alpha to a locker room that already has their alphas. Man, it would be something. What, like, what are, <laughs> now what are you doing to the chemistry of the group? And I like. I think there's better options out there than a Patrick Kane, but if if Patrick Kane came at the right cost, I definitely wouldn't turn. Wouldn't that be something? He comes out tomorrow after the the Chicago Blackhawks. Let's say he puts on a show, goal to assist. The Blackhawks beat the Leafs down at Scotiabank Arena. Is like, hey Dubis, you could have me. Just make the call to Kyle Davidson, mm. and then the entire media contingent just explodes with excitement down at yeah. Scotiabank Arena. Maybe it happens. We'll find out. Wow, Kane to the Leafs. Mm. Intriguing. Not as intriguing as my FanDuel best bets. I'll give them to you next. Time now for today's best bets brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Coco, your boy Kevin Mendelezzi getting the start tonight for Ottawa. Sure. I think. It appears like you will be starting. Back to back. And back to back. We know Anton Forsberg is out for the Sens, as is Cam Talbot. So they've got some injury woes in net. So you'll see Mandoletti, 3.6 GAA, 871 save percentage in the AHL. Probably doesn't translate well to the NHL. Let's take the Islanders on the money line. Let's take the Islanders on the puck line. And let's take Bo Horvat to score as well. Plus 110. The Golden State Warriors on the road against the Clippers. Clay Thompson will play in a back-to-back tonight. Can you believe it? Can you believe what? it? I know it's stunning. An NBA player playing no in back-to-back in games. No, so you'll see Clay in action, and, and you're talking about eight and a half point spread. That's just too much. Clay and Pool enough to cover that number. And my last selection of the evening. I'm with you, Coco. I think the Colorado Avalanche bounce back in a big way against the Tampa Bay Lightning after a subpar performance last week, and that's putting it mildly. I think they take a big dub at home against the Lightning. Today's best bets were brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more and get your winnings fast when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. It was great of our boss, Stephanie Apolito, to come in and deliver a Valentine's Day card I love you more than noodles. I, I don't know. That was stunning <laughs> that she wrote that. That's her husband. But it's uh, very nice that you would say that, Stephanie. Thank you very lucky much. Lucky guy. Yes. Lucky guy. Oh, noodles the luckiest. Great yes. family and fantastic wife. Uh, and we're very lucky here on First Up. We've got 20 fingers. We've got cheese. The best in the business behind the glass. I am Aaron Karolnik. That is Carlo Koliakovo. We'll be back tomorrow morning. At 6 a.m. Ciao. Stop gambling, you degenerate. (laughs) 